That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, April 14th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The Switch operating system has been updated to version 10.0.0. Minecraft is going to look a lot prettier soon. A new XCOM is releasing in 10 days. Fallout 76 Big Wastelanders update is live. And Rick May, who voiced Peppy in Star Fox 64, has sadly passed away after being diagnosed with COVID-19. The Switch operating system has been updated to version 10.0.0. Nintendo has this adorable way of sharing typically pretty vanilla news like OS updates by creating characters, or at least I assume they're fictional characters. I suppose they might be real people. But in any case, if you look at the news section of your Switch, there is a post from a cartoon woman with blue hair named Amelia N. Sharing details about the Switch's latest update. She starts off the post seemingly disappointed that you don't remember her, and then she introduces herself by saying, Hi, I'm Amelia N., and I talk about updates. As the old saying goes, let's talk about system update 1.0.0. She reminds me of the woman with the headset and the talking pigeon who loves edamame, who teach you how to play Super Mario Maker. From there, the post is pretty straightforward. You can now bookmark news posts, which is a feature I doubt anyone will use, and a bunch of Animal Crossing avatar image options have been added. But the big updates are that you can move software data between the system and your micro SD card now, which is something the Switch previously handled automatically. And you can now totally remap your controller outside of games, which is one of those why hasn't this been there since day one kind of updates, but I'm happy to see it finally be added to the system. This is an option that is necessary for those with disabilities, which is something Nintendo is always very slow to implement, especially compared to its competitors like Microsoft, but better late than never, I suppose. The big update that I want for the Switch is just a tracker for how many hours I have played each game. The system is already tracking hours as 10 days after starting any new game, you can look at your online profile and it will show your hour count for your most recently played games. But I want to be able to see that list without waiting 10 days. And I want all that data available all the time. The 3DS had an awesome tracker that was just an ordered list of your most played games based on hours. I want that for the Switch. It's already being tracked. Just please make it so we can look at that data, Nintendo. Once you release it, I promise everyone on Twitter will have a field day with it, sharing their stats, and Nintendo will be trending online, and you will sell more games and consoles. This is a promise I am making to you if you make that data viewable by all Switch users. I have a lot of confidence here, and I am never wrong. I don't have any corrections today, but I would share them now if I had some, and it would have been very funny. Ray Tracing is getting added to Minecraft on Thursday. 
Minecraft is getting an update on April 16th for the RTX on beta, which will add ray tracing to the game, effectively making it a whole lot prettier. Ray tracing is basically a fancy term for really good lighting, and the tweet from NVIDIA that I have shared in the show notes shows off a lot of examples of how the game changes visually with the effect turned on and off. It basically makes the sunlight and general light look a lot more realistic and cast realistic shadows. It's arguably the biggest visual update Minecraft has ever received. To change Minecraft's visuals too much would betray what makes the game so charming, but making the lighting better, I think, makes the game look a lot sharper while still making it look like Minecraft. It's perhaps the spiritual successor to the never-released, ultimately-canceled Minecraft Super Duper Graphics Pack, which was shown at an E3 and was supposed to add improved lighting and 4K textures to Minecraft. Mojang said that it could not get it to run smoothly and consistently across all platforms, which is why it was ultimately canceled. But this beta to add ray tracing to the game makes it look similar to how the Super Duper Graphics Pack was potentially going to look. The update will be free when it releases on April 16th for PC, and obviously you will need the hardware to run it, but it looks pretty cool. A new XCOM, subtitled Chimera Squad, is releasing on April 24th. Developer Firaxis and publisher 2K made a surprise announcement this morning that a new XCOM game, XCOM Chimera Squad, is releasing on PC on April 24th. Looking over all the details, it seems to be XCOM 3 in all but its name. It takes place a few years after XCOM 2, where there is an uneasy alliance between the humans and the alien soldiers left behind on Earth by the overlords that humanity managed to defeat. The game takes place in a single city, City 31, and follows Chimera Squad, which is basically a police force made up of humans and aliens as they try to maintain peace in the city. The missions in the game play out in the city's various districts where you are trying your best to maintain the peace and stop illegal activity. The game's campaign is over if you fail this mission and chaos reigns. The announcement trailer features an animated cast of humans and aliens getting each other's backs during various encounters, and then Firaxis also released a six-minute gameplay video that goes in-depth on all the various new systems of the game. It's very strange to see familiar XCOM enemies and humans working together. Some of the big updates for Chimera Squad is the new Breach Mode that lets you select starting points for your squad, as well as establish turn order, which is critically important. Having aliens on your squad also expands the kinds of abilities you can use, like breaking apart enemy cover, relocating your teammates to safety, or giving them shields. You can also revive team members that get knocked out. There are also all kinds of ways for your team members to work together and combine abilities. This really feels left field in an impressive way. Paraxis obviously made a decision to not call this XCOM 3, but it really feels like it could be. It takes place after XCOM 2 and adds all kinds of abilities, but XCOM and XCOM 2's director, Jake Solomon, tweeted, Congratulations to at mnauta, Mark Nauta, and the entire team, including many XCOM 2 veterans that worked on this game, this is the first XCOM I've been able to experience purely as a player, and it's been very exciting to see. And look at that release date. That tweet makes me think 
maybe he has a team working on XCOM 3 proper, and this is being approached more as a spinoff. Maybe an XCOM 2 expansion that grew too big? But those are all just big assumptions. In any case, this is very exciting, and I agree with Jake Solomon when he says, look at that release date. April 23rd is very, very close, and that's awesome. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Rick May, Peppy's voice actor from Star Fox 64, has passed away. Some sad news here. Voice actor Rick May, who voiced both Peppy and Andros in Star Fox 64, has passed away. May, of course, said this phrase in Star Fox 64. Do a barrel roll! Which has been embedded in my brain, and I'm sure the brains of many others, in a way that it can never be removed. He also voiced the soldier in Team Fortress 2 and Dr. M in Sly 3 Honor Among Thieves, which is a series I personally really love. Eric Wolpaw, a writer with Valve whose credits include Portal 2, the recent Half-Life Alex, as well as Psychonauts with Double Fine, tweeted a picture of May and wrote, 15 years of working with the man, and we have one picture, Pinkerton and Sheila and Rick May from the last session we did with him. Crappy photo, great guy. According to a report from Go Nintendo, May suffered a stroke earlier this year and was rehabilitating in a nursing home in Sweden when he was exposed to COVID-19, which led to his death. Go Nintendo writes, outside of his work in video games, Rick was a teacher at the Rekindle School, where he directed or appeared in over 300 shows. The Rekindle School has opened up an email address for those who want to send their condolences to Rick's family. You can do so by reaching out to rekindleschool at gmail.com. I played a lot of Star Fox 64 when it released on Nintendo 64 in 1997, and then I played it even more when it was ported to 3DS, so I am very, very familiar with May's work as Peppy. Other actors played Peppy in various Star Fox games after Star Fox 64, but his voice is far and away the one I most associate with the character and the larger Star Fox franchise. I offer my condolences to his friends and family. Here's what released today. It's a pretty light week for game releases as either a result of COVID-19 issues or because everyone wanted to avoid the Final Fantasy VII Remake Impact Crater. But the big release today is Fallout 76's big free Wastelanders update. Wastelanders' big headline maker is that it adds NPCs to Fallout 76, a game that notoriously did not have them at launch. 
And if you already own the game, all you need to do is update it this morning. It really adds an impressive amount of content, including a new dialogue system. So you can, you know, talk to all those NPCs and get missions and whatnot. A reputation system, an ally system, all kinds of new events, lots of little UI and quest improvements. And a new area, Watoga Underground. Fallout 76 had a rough launch. I have never been a big open world Bethesda game guy in general, but being the video game hipster I am, I was eager to jump to Fallout 76's defense and root for Bethesda for trying something unique with the property. But after playing it a few hours, I joined the chorus of the internet saying, hey, this thing is not great. The main problem was it just didn't work very well. And when it did work, the quests were kind of bland. And the other humans exploring the world just kind of broke the whole Fallout illusion rather than making it feel more alive. This is Bethesda's big push to effectively fix Fallout 76. It's a big swing, and frankly, I like it. I think adding NPCs to Fallout 76 has the potential to make the game feel like a genuine new Fallout, like something that could potentially deserve to have a number 5 after its title, as opposed to a 6 or a 7. But we will see. If I'm being honest with myself, I don't think this will pull me away from Final Fantasy VII Remake or Valorant or any of the other games I am playing. But for the Fallout fans out there who were underwhelmed by Fallout 76, I think this could be a big, gigantic step in the right direction. I am curious to see what everyone thinks of the expansion. I weirdly can't confirm if it is actually, truly out today, but there is also a game called Blind Men, a visual novel about the nephew of a retired supervillain who wants to join the League of Evil who can't avoid the charms of his enemies. It sounds a bit like a visual novel version of Despicable Me. It's supposed to be out today for PlayStation 4 and Vita, oddly, but at the time of this recording, I can't find it on the store. It came out on Steam back in 2017, and one of its bullet points on its Steam page is that it has 50,000 plus words. (laughs) Which which is odd, but I guess that's a selling point for a visual novel. That's it for video game news today. I got into the Valorant beta, care of Riot, so thanks to them for letting me in. I played a few matches, and my big takeaway is that game really, truly does feel like a cross between Overwatch and Counter-Strike. That was my impression from the outside, but actually playing it really cemented that idea. It really toes the line there well and feels like it takes the best of both games to make something that feels fresher than I expected it to. It also feels incredibly polished. I had some friends list issues that a cursory Google search says is a bug that is being addressed in the future, but the gameplay was super, super solid. No frame rate hiccups, quick connections, shooting felt incredibly fast and smooth. I pulled off a few headshots that were incredibly satisfying. I honestly like it more than I thought I would. I really am not a big online shooter guy, but I really want to play more. The abilities I felt like took a while to take advantage of, which is less of a complaint and more of an acknowledgement of a design choice that I'm not sure I love, but I understand. I also pretty quickly saw some cool teamwork combinations, like building walls to protect a team's front while firing off a device that pings enemy locations and then using an ability to fire through a wall to take out that recently revealed enemy. 
I am really impressed so far. I am still learning all the characters, and the matches feel surprisingly long, but otherwise, I am looking forward to playing more. It's that and Final Fantasy VII Remake for me right now. And Fortnite, which my kid has inexplicably fallen in love with. I am not a Fortnite expert by any means, so it's been a lot of fun to play with her and have her show me the ropes and tell me what I need to do and all that. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. I got some nice replies yesterday about my paying for randomized unlocks thoughts and how I don't like that in games. So I appreciate folks reaching out to me about that. Please consider leaving a review for Gaming Ride Home wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am still playing through Black Mesa. I will finish it someday, I promise. You can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion, where we are getting ready to dive deep into Final Fantasy VII Remake, which will be a lot of fun. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.